Beef and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and We pod the cast. The cast also pods we. <laughs> Sorry, the NWA theme is still so new, you guys. I'm trying. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Welcome back to another episode of Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I am the chairwoman of Hair Women, Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the Brit-American deadass, Lindsay <laughs> Kelk. I had to Hi. pronounce it the, nor- the New York way. because No, you I heart, appreciate it. You heart New York. I do. You Thank you, so cheeky much. plug. Thank you. <laughs> Buy my books. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about the October 23rd edition of the Good Wrestling Shows. Yay! Again, reminder, we're working stuff out. We should have an announcement here for you shortly. How was so like, soon. don't say we're announcing an announcement. No! <laughs> I announced we're having an announcement. Damn it. Um, we're basically making up for poor Jeff on the social media at AEW. <laughs> poor Jeff. He was just doing his job, Tony. Don't publicly shame him. Oh, poor Jeff. Anyway. Oh, poor Jeff. <laughs> All right, so going back to October 23rd, you remember that, right? That was before... Um, the president saluted a dog. We have <laughs> a beautiful dog. I understand it was a beautiful it's dog. A beautiful he calls them dogs. He... I don't know what you call canines. But I call he calls them, them dogs. dogs. <sighs> we have the very first jaw-dropping moment in the modern era of NXT. The Undisputed Era faced off with Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Finn Balor. But right before things came to blows, Finn decided to flip the script. And the standoff. Those odds are much better. Still four against me. What the hell? Oh my what god! The hell? No! Oh my god! Undisputed era falling to Massa Champa! But what the hell has gone into Finn Balor? Ooh, I'm Balor doing here to Johnny Gargano. No Finn! No Finn! Because that ever worked in the history of commentary. No! I wish that would work sometime where like yeah. someone on commentary would be like, no, no, Finn. And Finn would be like, oh, my bad. I didn't yeah, know. Oh, was that this wasn't... bad? Was this not, not ideal? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I thought that this was good, but apparently it's it's not My good. decision making is poor. <laughs> Please help me. I've been hit in the head a bunch. Um, <laughs> so for the first time in his WWE career, Finn is on the dark side. Yes. Um, sorry. Heel Fergal is the best Fergal. <sighs> He's the best one. I made Jeff, my Jeff, not AEW's social media manager, Jeff, <laughs> uh, watch a bunch of his old New Japan promos. <sighs> and it's just, I I love Finn. I'm a Finn stan forever. Like, I know I'm a mark for Finn and all and any of his work. But Heel Finn is such a gift. I just, because they don't know what to do with Face Finn. They don't no. know who he is other than, like, the, he had the demon gimmick. No yep. one, like, knows who he is as a face. Yep. We know who Fergal yes! is as a Prince fucking heel. Devitt is a snarky, snide, 
not even especially chicken shitty, but just shitty. Yeah, he's just like you. You're putting him out by asking him to exist. Like I love oh Heel Finn. God. Can you imagine the evil dick pointing? Oh, oh. ain't no dick like evil dick. Ain't no dick like evil. I dick. write romance novels for a living. <laughs> These things is facts. Sorry, y'all. Ain't, ain't no dick like evil dick. Uh, evil dick or complicated dick is the best dick. <laughs> so, I, I don't know how that works. It's I don't not know good why. I don't you. make the rules. It's not good for you. No, it's not good for you. But, oh, it's good at you. Um, So right before that, Roderick Strong retained his NXT North American Championship against Keith Lee and Dominic. What would you think of the match? I loved the match. I love it. Big boy season. Big boy season. Yeah, it's not just Halloween. It's also big boy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved seeing Roddy look so tiny and wee <laughs> between the two big boys. Um, oh, wee Roddy. Oh, I know. Shitty little boots and shitty little Roddy. Um, I just loved it. I loved seeing their athleticism. I loved seeing them be, do what they're allowed to do and yes. do it so well. Um, I'm not the biggest Dijakovac fan as a human in, or at least in the choices he's made with his character sometimes. I don't know if he's a terrible person, but I think sometimes he makes some poor decisions. Um, but I, I am loving just, his there, chemistry there, with Keith Lee. It is great. Um, Keith Lee was a great choice to put him against. I am um, not anything against uh, Dominic personally, uh, but uh, I just I need I need things to feel less white nationalist. Yeah, I mean I would just slang. personally call it with the language of ethnic cleansing every so often. Yeah. I just think you know that's me though. I'm wacky like that's that. That's just us. That's you know that's just us. Yeah. And fucking miles. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. I didn't even read the script to see if that's in there, Dude. but Mama's gonna bring it up later. Um, so oh, we're gonna talk about the women's tag champions the kabuki warriors um first are you excited about their match with dakota kai and tegan knox very excited yes yes very excited um, so happy to see tegan back 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 yes yeah absolutely absolutely and i love dakota kai she's very cute um she's very you know she's a uh i don't think this is a slur but she's a weeb you know just like very i really want to fix her makeup this is just me and i realize <laughs> i watch wrestling in a very particular way no me too i really we want can, to we... fix her makeup if it's I too wanted, shiny if i wanted to ever talk about ronda we could talk about her right? makeup for exactly like a whole <laughs> um the matte lip is too dark and the face is too shiny. And I'm like, there's stuff we could do. We could work with it. We can work with it. Work with me, Dakota, not against me. Work I, with me. Look, look, highlighting is great. And look, put your face on the way you like your face yeah. on. I'm just saying, know if you look like an oil slick and then be okay yeah, with it. Yeah, be just like, know the camera. My face looks like I just like dunked my head in gold. And that is okay because yeah. that's how I want to look. Are you cosplaying as the Tim Man from Wizard of Oz? Then you should do this. Do it all the own way. it. Uh, but I am super pumped to see her and Tegan together. I love that they're best friends. I love that they are real life best friends. They are real life yeah. best friends. I think their chemistry is great. They look so happy to be in the ring together. I'm pumped to see that true bloom of friendship against the Oscar Kyrie who have a mania. different kind of friendship. Yes, but they I love each other love. too, but they're evil, and that's hilarious. Oh, I love it! And then on Raw, uh, so Oscar gave Paige the Green Mist treatment, which um, I think means that Paige is going to be out as their manager. Yes, I understand. That's how you fire a manager. Uh yeah, you just spit right in their face. Yeah, yep. I- I've never had management. I so took I don't the know. note and called my agent and was like, "Look, 
<laughs> this, this is how things is. Look, if we ever split up, I'm green misting you right Green misting you. Only green, though. I'm not going to do like a worse than green. Green is only temporary blindness. Yes. It's not so bad. So you're fine. Could you be worse. That out. I yeah. um. I am so happy that Paige is not their manager anymore. Yeah. I love Paige. I love Paige. I'm all for more screen time for Paige. I just didn't like this idea that like they needed a white yep. chick to be their mouthpiece. Yep. And yes, obviously, it's weird that when, you know, WWE is finally like, yeah, speak your native language. It's when they're heels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, what they do to Nakamura? Exactly the same thing. They yeah. That's all they understand. But I did love that they fired her in a way that was true to their Japanese wrestling heritage. That yes. was very cool. Um, for a moment, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to take a bump. She's going to take a bump. Her neck can't take a bump. No. And especially yeah, in those heels. Pretty, yeah. Baby. Um, but I, I loved it. I, I feel like someone could have got her a towel faster. You know? Yeah. You know? There's a guy on the side whose job is to hand out towels. I I definitely feel like there should be, because people get real sweaty. And also, yeah. look at the women. I'm just going to say, look at the women getting into the ring with those heels. Yeah. Dudes get into that ring and tear their hamstrings. Yeah. Just pointing it out. <laughs> women are doing it in those heels. Vince right? couldn't not even get in, in the but... ring without tearing his quads in flats. Yeah. So, like, they were heels just uh real real high okay now back to nxt rhea ripley beat bianca belair i still liked bianca blair better whatever it's fine i'm letting it go um any thoughts on this or was it just kind of another stepping stone to rhea challenging for the title yeah i didn't hate the match i was at first i was a little worried because i'm like oh i don't want to see bianca getting trampled on i worry that they're not building up her character as well i don't yeah. want to get lost in the shuffle when my, she's so great and that's my worry is that sometimes with these characters that are so like these these wrestlers and these people who are so good and so established, they're like, well, we can heat them up at any time. Yeah, so no, we use she's them to not put other people over. And they do it with for that. dark-skinned people like a yeah. whole fucking lot. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, I, I was doing that thing where you cup your... I, I appreciate it. It was just for Lindsay. I was cupping, like I'm whispering a secret, but I'm on a podcast. It's a secret for all of you. <laughs> you guys, but you, you already know. Can't see it. Yeah, you already know. WWE is racist. They're not really good with black people. No. Um, they're good with some black people. They're good with black people that can make them money. Yep. Uh, that's, the, that's the favorite kind of all, right. all people. And one more time to uh, repeat my mantra. All of the performers are great unless they're problematic. It's just the company we have a problem yep. with. It's the company. We're for um, the troops against the war. Yes, but NXT is still amazing. I yeah. love, Ripley is, she She's incredible. She's heart. incredible. And I love they that it at least was Blair. messy. It wasn't just a straight yes. lose. I appreciate that. I also, I don't feel like Bianca's in a strong enough position for them to push her into a face role, which is like they're kind of that. doing. It feels like they're trying to make her the face by default. No, because like her, all of her hair shit doesn't work if no, she's a face. No, she's not face. And it's like I can see they're like, oh, but little girls would love her. I'm like Little girls would love her regardless because she's cool and she has a shiny jacket and she's great hair. She's really cool but and she her shouldn't gear be is a really face cool. Yet. She no. needs to be, like if you're going to face her, it has to be like a full Austin face where she's healed to the point where people love her so much that yes. you have no choice. I also like, I think they forget that little girls like... And I've talked about this on other places. I talk about this all the time. Little girls love a villain. Yeah. Little girls love That's horror. why Disney villains exist. Yes, they love horror. They love uh, uh, true crime. They can get in, like, I'm sorry, girls love true crime more than anything in the world, and it starts when you're, like, 10. Yeah. Like, we like, I, you know, <laughs> I was, 
I was playing Mortal Kombat as a kid and like learning the blood code because I love that stuff. Yeah. I think that people don't give girls enough credit and they think that everything has to be like shiny and whatever. I'm just going to put it out there. I didn't see any images of a little girl crying when Bailey went heel. We saw images of a boy crying when yeah. Haley went heel. Yeah. Bailey went Down heel. with the patriarchy. <clears throat> Up with yeah. feelings. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I, I, little girls love shiny things. She's shiny. I mean, it's like yeah. we don't need unicorns and rainbows and handed spoon fed to us. She's so pretty. If I was a little girl, I would be in love with Bianca. Yeah. Just everything about her. I, and I'm not going to read too much into character psychology because I'm a little girl. Uh, I don't <laughs> want them to cool off on her too much because I don't think she's established enough to be an instant heat back up. And I would be terrified of them, her ending up in like an Aaliyah slot. No shade to Aaliyah. Yeah. But the Aaliyah slot is the worst slot. And I worry with Bianca that they're going to dolph her. Yep. Like that is my worry. Yep. Where it's yep. someone where it's like they're so talented, they can we can feed them to anyone and they can recover. And as we've seen, no, they can't. No, no, it's not fair. Um, but I thought the match was great. I'm super into this build up. This is probably between this and uh, some like AEW stuff that we're going to talk about next. This is the feud, the storyline that I'm most into. This mm, women's mm-hmm. NXT title picture is like, oh, it's given me all of my feelings. Thank God, because uh, it's nice to see the women doing some stuff someplace. Yeah, give me ladies. Uh. Give me, give me ladies, give me, give me ladies. <laughs> so then Brizongo got their revenge against the Fallen Sons. Down with the Fallen Sons. Down with the Down Fallen with the Sons. Fallen Brizongo. <laughs> Up with Brizongo. <laughs> Come on. Oh, it's just... I I'm mean... so happy. I'm so happy that they're getting this chance on NXT yeah. to really like... That That was the crowd that got them, that yeah. understood them. Is it me or was NXT just 90 straight minutes of joy this week? Nothing but smiles. Nothing but joy. It mm-hmm. made me so happy. Brizango made me happy. Finn made me happy. Miladies made me happy. The Dijak, uh, sorry, Dijakovic, uh, Keith Lee and Roddy match made me happy. It's just all the happy. It's so good. It makes me I'm so, so happy. happy that they are... I mentioned I'm happy that they're pulling it together. They're keeping it together. Yes. That we, you know, I know. We were worried there were some doubters in this room. They're not here today. <laughs> Love you, Papa Hal. We miss you. Sorry <laughs> that your whole that... block, not your block, but sorry that parts of California are on fire. So much Which of it. makes it uh, impossible to get anywhere, Boo. really. Yeah, that's not ideal. Um, but yeah, we were so worried that NXT would be tempted to the hand of Vince. And so far, so. So good. Yep, just doing exactly what they were doing before. Oh, and we thank you and we love you for it. Ooh, final note from NXT. Matt Riddle oh, defeated yeah. Cameron Grimes via the jackhammer. Where does Riddle go from here? So that was a match here? that I was just okay with. Um, <laughs> are, I, you not, are you not in on the so bro of all bros? I, I actually, we had a debate about this during the match. And I say we had a debate as I told Jeff what I thought and Jeff agreed. Uh, which is, that's how married life the works. The best kind Oops. of debate. It turns out. Yeah, um, I feel like Matt Riddle... It does not need to be on NXT. I think they are so stacked. I think they have such a strong roster. I think he would thrive as a main roster gimmick. I think he's a package. I don't think mm. he needs to be better. I know like everyone's going to say, but he's still new. He's still training. 
they send people up when they're not ready. All the time. Like, I love Nia Jax, but that was the death of Nia Jax that they sent her up too soon. Uh, Um, And I don't think that that's going to happen with Riddle because Nia Nia had very limited experience. Riddle's been on the road forever. And it's not going to happen with this tall, handsome white boy. Like, it's not going to happen. Uh, I say The worst thing that happens to him is shoes. That's the worst thing that would happen to him. (laughs) His worst nightmare. (laughs) Happy Halloween, Matt. We bought you some shoes. Um, I think send him to SmackDown. But I send him to Raw. I don't know which is worse anymore. Um, but like send him somewhere where he can come do a IC US US Championship run. Give him a US yeah. Championship challenge. Mm-hmm. Let him introduce him slowly. Then you've got a bro moment for Mania. I think I I do want to sit in. I don't because I'm not going to go next year. But I want to sit in a WrestleMania. I'm crowd. not going. It's in Florida. Hundred. I'm not going I'm not there. Going. Alligators, old people, and sudden death. No. Mm-mm. No. Um. Apologies to anyone who lives in Florida. I'm sure you have a lot. I'm time. sure that you are awesome and amazing. My experiences have been poor. Yours may they be wonderful. I'm a black woman. Me and heat and humidity don't do well. No, Hair can't us. handle it. I'm from England. Humidity, heat, uh, but yeah, and alligators everywhere. everywhere. I've seen total bellas, uh, but yeah, I. I want had a moat. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, he was asking for it. He was, he was asking. asking for gators. He had a moat. Uh, he's basically a gator farmer. Um, I just, I really, I want to sit in a WrestleMania arena with eighty thousand and not one hundred and four, but eighty thousand people <laughs> chanting "bro." Like I want. Yes, that. I want that. I think that. I think he is that. I think he can rise to that. I think it's a kind of a waste of time keeping him on NXT. And also, and this is, you know, again, like there's no comparisons, there's no swapsies. But if I was someone who was booking for WWE and I saw the popularity of an Orange Cassidy, I want my own bro on the main roster. Yeah. Yep. And they're not the same. They're obviously completely, very, completely very different. different. But I would say, like, oh, people like bros? Well, we've had a bro. Yeah. We've had a bro for forever. Let's bro yeah. him up to the main roster. And the kids will love him. And the, I, he is one of those characters that everyone loves him. Yes. Like, the dudes love him because he's cool and he's MMA and he's like got mm-hmm. pretty hair. The ladies like him because he's handsome and he's got pretty hair. And he care, and he looks like he doesn't care about us. And, oh, right, and That's like another a, thing as a, like, as a person that writes romance novels. A married man with three children? Oh, like, he doesn't give a <laughs> fuck about me bring it love it Uh, yeah and the kids will love him because they get to chant bro and also everyone will like him because he can wrestle so I just I don't see the point in keeping him on NXT I don't see a title picture for him to go into I don't see an immediate no not right now especially yeah he's not especially now it's so crowded I say shift him over I say take him over Um, they're not listening so that won't happen well no because there are some people who definitely like NXT is where they need to be because though that is the crowd that understands them. Yep. That is the the wrestling style that best suits them. Mm-hmm. They would die on the main roster. And you're absolutely right. Riddle is not one of those people. No, he's an Elias. It's like you I feel like Elias didn't come into his own, although remember Elias? Like he really blossomed on the main roster for that moment until they were like, we don't know what to do anymore. Uh, and I feel like Riddle would be the same. I think he would really blossom on the main roster. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Oh, here's some breaking news before we take our break. Lacey Evans and Natalia will have another match, this time at WWE Saudi show Crown Jewel, the show that we never talk about. Any thoughts on that development? I've got uh, my face <clears throat> on the microphone. You Is do. That enough? I um yeah no that does that does count as commentary um uh, a cool 
I mean, B, what a boring fucking match. Exactly. This is it. There's so many different ways to look at this and so many ways to discuss it. I spoke with WWE peoples uh, a year ago when I was at Evolution. Remember Evolution? I do. It was. Do you remember the first ever all women's pay per view, which is what it says on the back of the hoodie that I bought because I was so happy. And then there was not another one. They should. I don't know why not. We liked it. First ever. They should have just put only. You can literally just do. You you can just do a a, a dark yeah, show yeah. and just make it. Please that. give me that. Uh, but I spoke to someone and they asked me if they could get me a visa to go. Would I be interested in going and covering Crown Jewel and from a more socio political aspect? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if you know, but they don't like people that write things over there. Um, and so uh, I was very okay. anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way they tried to persuade me, they were like, oh, but, you know, we're going to have a women's match inside the next five years. We'll definitely have a women's match in, in the next, next five years. Yeah. And I was like, mm, and in fairness, it's only been a year since yeah, that. They did and, that. And, and to be fair to the uh, PR that suggested it, his counterpart, who was from another country, laughed in his face and was <laughs> like, no, they won't. Uh, so he's been proven wrong, which is adorable. I just we're not against Saudi Arabia just because of the ladies this is the thing it's hard I think when some people hear women on a podcast saying we hate Saudi Arabia they're like oh it's because they don't let ladies do stuff it's like no it's because of a bunch of stuff there's a lot of I mean that's part of it it's one of the things that's certainly a huge part of it but there's like a lot of stuff yeah especially I mean for me particularly like the CIA report that was like they definitely killed that guy yeah they definitely for sure tricked a journalist and then straight up murdered him chopped his head off in like the worst most torturous way possible chopped his head off Uh, so to me being okay with taking that money is really uncomfortable I understand how Natty might be looking at it to say I want to bring wrestling to these little girls yeah, and and again, with we never. It's not the performers' fault. No, nope, no, nope, it's, it's not never the, performer's the fault. fault. She, they're the doing their job. They're doing their um, job. So politically, I still refuse to discuss the show that we do not speak its name. The noseless show. It's yeah, the don't. Voldemort of shows. No, um, um, I'm happy for Natty. Just to be wrestling. Yeah. Um, good luck carrying that entire match. And that's that's my other thing from from a non political standpoint. I'm like stop putting that woman on the television. She's the worst. I And her angering is getting better, but like better yeah. is uh such a bell curve. She used some very questionable language against her black opponent last week on the show that she was on. Uh, and I just don't see that situation getting better. And if she's gonna get into it with my girl Sonia Deville on Twitter, we're gonna we're gonna have some real issues. Yeah, like some real for real problems because um yeah. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. If you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after a break to talk about more news, including AEW, and up next on Tights and Fights. Hello, this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident of realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. Tyson Bites Podcast Tyson Bites
Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kell. Hello. Also, I apologize. I assume Julian's going to cut most of it out. I am, like, constantly clearing my throat and, like, doing weird things. So there are, like, a billion fires happening right now, Um, both up north, um, (laughs) because corporations are evil. Um, At least half of California is on fire right now. Yeah, a lot of California is on fire. It's really, really hazy. And so that, combined with my allergies, I am just like, everything is stopped up and grows. Like, the sky is so hazy, it's disgusting. Um, So I apologize if, like, any of my throat clearing or any of that. That's why my voice sounds, like, so weird. Um, But it's fine. We're all going to get through this together. Uh, Also, thoughts and prayers to Climate change is real. Please make it an election topic Uh, that you care about. Also, because the Santa Ana winds are blowing it all over the place. And also, Mm -hmm. again, I cannot stress this enough. Up north, corporations are fucking evil. Um, If you don't know about that situation, Google it because everything is on fire because an energy company hasn't been doing maintenance forever. Mm -hmm. Um, The shit that they were given money to do. uh, Anyway, Anyway. yeah, no, it's it's a it's a horrible, horrible, horrible time. Yeah, and wrestlers will start missing shows, which makes it relevant to us. And then where will we be? Nowhere. The important things. <laughs> Bringing it back around to the important shit, Ms. Lindsay Kelk. First time someone can't get on the 405 and it's game over. You wait till the Bucks can't make it to LAX. Then we've got a problem. Then we've got such a problem. On the November 23rd edition of AEW Dynamite, Private Party Cinderella Story came to an end. They lost to the Lucha Brothers in the Tag Team Championship Tournament. What did you think of the match? I loved it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it greatly. Uh, I was very interested to see the way they started the match, which was just to start the match. Uh, There was no, like shenanigans or chat or promo or explanation it was just the beginning of the show they were in the ring and I was like what this it's is a, crazy it's a tournament so yeah. you start tournamenting yeah and Jeff was like I don't understand what's happening and I'm oh. like wrestling wrestling is happening did you need Becky to come out and talk to you for 20 minutes uh, he understands uh, as long as it's starts. Becky it's fine if it's yeah. only if it's Becky yeah. uh, but I'm like yeah uh, this is this is just wrestles um, it did give me pause from a how perspective to think like oh is this putting people off that they turn it on and they don't understand what it is so they they turn it back off again. Um, but I, I enjoyed the match itself. I thought the match was great. Yeah, I do. And again, I've talked about this where, like, you know, they have a lot of stuff on being the elite and other things. And I do think that some of those storytelling elements need to be brought into the show show. But when it comes to something where it's like it's a tag team tournament, mm-hmm. it's a tournament. I don't, like, that's the kind of thing where just knowing how sports work, yep. it can be enhanced by a storyline. But also... It's a tournament. Yeah. The goal is to win the tournament. I don't need it to be that one of you is fucking someone else's wife. I don't need that kind of storyline. I'm I'm getting to a point where I would like to know more about people. You know, that's the only thing. And I'm like, who on? I don't need the tale yes. of the tape. Yes. But I need like, uh, who's this guy? What's this guy's name? Just yeah, like, like what? What is he like? What is he into? Name. What is his personality yeah. like? Yeah. Uh, although private party, I feel like wear their personality on their sleeve, so <laughs> I, I'm very happy for them. But I, I would like more of just a like remind me who this guy is again. Um, but just watching them wrestle is such a gift. They're so graceful. Oh my god! It's so beautiful, and with the the outfits like complement the style so well yes, like they and are Lucha a whole Brothers package and I love it fucking legends yeah I like, mean I'm like I feel like I don't even need to address that and that's doing them a disservice yes they're so fantastic I just never saw them not going through <laughs> you know <laughs> the, you know the, the fucking you Lucha know? Brothers the Lucha Brothers but also like you know uh, the, the teams of color getting so yeah. far no I know opening a show with just like a whole bunch of brown people. What? <laughs> it's crazy. They 
crazy. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Who would have thought? Um, so sticking with the tournament, uh, SCU beat the Dark Order. Oh, did you like this match? What do you think of the Dark Order? Is it is that gimmick working for you? I mean, they're just not my favorite ones. Um, they always remind me of like the like elf people that aren't elves from Thor. <laughs> like you know, it just or makes, like... I wish Gelfling <laughs> bring me that dark crystal. It always makes me think of Thor the Dark World which is so dumb oh. and I know it's not but I'm like just let's not put dark in the name of something unless it's good now. Dark Order I mean like I'm not not into it I'm just like least into it out of all the things I'm into. I like them as a stable. Yeah. Like I like them as a stable I like what they do I and I like the spooks. I like the spooky, not not in movies and stuff, but I like some spooky with my yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Um. But also, Pentagon gives me the masked spooky that yeah. I need. I don't know. Um. I would also like them with a different whatever. But again, this is one of those like it's so nitpicky because it's, I, exactly this is it's it. so great. This is compared nitpicky. to the other things that I would complain about. This is me just going like, yeah, they're okay. Like yeah, I, exactly. I'm not mad They're about okay. them. I'm not cranky. I'm not upset about it. Nitpicky. Um. And I love SEU just because I. It's just like it's nice to see people who have worked really hard do really well. I and like worked, that. And they've worked really hard for so many years. For so long. Do you think Christopher Daniels had to go out because he had to go back into Waterworld? I assume he had to go back to Waterworld because they're like he's out for six weeks. So that takes him in the run up to Christmas to Waterworld. <laughs> right? I just. Uh, I don't know if you've heard my Waterworld story. I bet you haven't. If he is back in it, we need to find out and we need to go. <laughs> we need to that go. will be the tights of fights Christmas I'm outing. telling you, Holiday more people outing. from Screen Junkies went to Waterworld because they suggested it and they were like, oh my God, it is the best thing I've ever seen. And I was like, I fucking told Are you. Are you taking that Waterworld money? Are you getting a Waterworld I am a Waterworld chill now, baby. <laughs> I don't, Again, it was just, it helped my mom understand wrestling. So now it has a place in my heart it will, that will never leave it. If Christopher Daniels is back in Waterworld and that's why he's out for six weeks I need to go oh we should actually look that up yeah let's look it up let's do some research if you know if he's back in Waterworld if you're Christopher Daniels' mom and you know that he is currently <laughs> performing in Waterworld and Universal Park because Christopher Daniels Hollywood. is not listening to this no one listens to this <laughs> I always love when people are like are you worried that anyone that you've ever talked to is a wrestler no. or that you're cool with no, they don't listen to this. No, I mean, Stephanie McMahon, Stephanie McMahon retweeted or tweeted about the ESPN film that I made and was like, this fan made a film. And then I'm like, here is a photo of you and I stood having a conversation where we spent three days together. Yeah, they, don't, they don't know who we are when they meet us face to face. They're look, not listening to the pod. Hal's best friend, The Miz, is not listening to this. <laughs> what about your best friend, Chris Jericho? My best friend, Chris Jericho, is not listening to this. Kelk's best friend, Leo Rush, is not listening to this. <laughs> Leo might. He might. <laughs> I don't know. When he's not slow dancing with the St. Bernard, uh, he might be listening to oh, it. I am pure, pure and innocent. Pure and beautiful. Um, okay, so Kenny Omega got a somewhat rare singles win after he beat Joey Janela. Yes, he did. He needed a win. He needed a win. Because I am at the point, well, and it's so hard with anyone who is also an executive in this company. Yeah. Because A, Kenny Omega is so known that he is someone you can cool down and heat right back up and it does nothing. But he did, for the people who do not, who are not very familiar, he did need a win. Yeah. So people, I've been getting a lot of questions on the internet, which are justified, uh, of my defense of AEW. They're like, I'm just giving it a minute. I'm giving it a minute. Um, And people have asked when that minute might be up. Um, And that minute was up this week on a lot of things, uh, Mm. which we'll get to. And one of those things is Kenny. Um, I'm going to say something that may not be especially popular, and it's not an attack or an insult. It's just I, I have missed... 
Kenny's performances that I am used to seeing from Kenny. Um, in the, I'm used to seeing him wrestle against the best wrestlers in the world. And this is not an insult against anyone that he has wrestled in AEW. This is just saying I'm used to seeing him wrestle against Okada and Ibushi and Naito. Kenny is a six-star match yes. performer. And period. I feel like the quality of opposition he has had largely in AEW so far, it hasn't brought out his best matches. And that's on him as much as anyone else. I mean, it's completely on him because he is also one of the people in charge of that company. Literally seen him have a match with a broom. You know, like he can fight a child and make that match look great. Absolutely. So it's tough. Um, I do, I feel like it's kind of like, this is where the analogy is ugly and I don't care for it, but I'm going to say it because it's the best I can do. It's like when you see a premiership footballer, a David Beckham, if you will, Come Thank you over. for making it American. <laughs> well, but then he comes over to America to get the sweet, sweet America money. Oh, and then he's and just, And then the matches, yeah. he's just not as good because he's not playing at the same level. And you oh. could apply it to any sport, you Who's know? Who's that hockey guy? Yes, that hockey Jeff. guy. I'm sure you could make the same analogy from a baseball player going from America playing somewhere else. I think right. there's only Japan, and I think they're good too. But you know what I'm saying. Like It's like you took someone who was in the greatest version of it and yes. you put him in an, an up and coming version of it and it's great that like for David Beckham he brought a lot of people yes. and popularity to but the then sport. he couldn't play for his country anymore because his standard of play was not where it once had been uh, because he wasn't playing against opponents that kept his level up people are you know, goldfish steel shop and steel yeah, people are goldfish, where it's like whatever size bowl you put a goldfish in, the yes. goldfish will rise or shrink. Well, I don't know if they shrink. I don't think it's possible, but you know what but I mean. let's imagine that they do. <laughs> but they will rise to whatever, like, you know, if we yeah. put goldfish in these tiny-ass bowls, if you put a goldfish in a big-ass bowl, they get massive. It, now you got tilapia. Yep. Like, that's <laughs> what happens. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how much of it is that this is just storyline or if he's just busy running the show or what? But I just like I I miss my Kenny. Like I miss my Kenny, which is yeah. like I'm a six star Kenny. Um, I enjoyed the match. I just didn't love it, and I am ready to be invested in Kenny again. Like I'm ready to want this. I was so pumped at the idea yeah. of having Kenny on my screen every day, which is why I selfishly originally wanted him to go to WWE before there was an AEW because I want to see Kenny every day. Well, and also it's one of those things where it's like. I get what you're doing. You want to make sure you're putting over younger talent. Yes. You also want to make sure that you are not giving the appearance of what happened in late stage WCW yep. or what has happened anytime Jeff Jarrett has run a company. Yeah. I understand. And it's noble. But also, you are that good. You yeah. are that dude. I am tuning in to see that. I am tuning. I can. You can be having incredible six star matches in the, in the background. Yeah, you're not. It, it's not you being. That exceptional won't hurt the rest or, of the show. Yeah, you being exceptional in Kenny Omega, it is not predicated on, oh, well, he's having good matches because he runs the company. You yeah. could be anywhere yeah. and be having amazing matches. And in fact, you would be having a be yeah. like better matches if you were not in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really miss his mind blowing matches. I, mi I miss watching a Kenny match and not Kenny. breathing. You know, being like, oh my God, did, he, did they just do that? Yeah. Uh, it's, 
I miss it, and I'm ready for it back. I, I enjoyed the match. I like Joey Janela. I'm worried he's going to die. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, you're so young. Please protect yourself. Um, what are you doing with your neck, bro? Yeah, you need that. You only get one. You only get one yeah. spine. Yeah, so, I mean, while I enjoy watching him, it's also always kind of like a Ugh, watch. Um, the match wasn't as thrilling to me as the dark match, but that's because it was not. It's thrilling, um, but also it felt safer. So, yeah. you know, I just, I'm ready for Kenny. I'm ready for my Kenny baby. I'm ready for Kenny. I'm ready for Kenny as well. So, okay, let's talk about the moment from the show where Jericho and the inner circle were up in the box let's, heckling let's. Cody's promo. There's a lot of stuff to get into here, but first we're going to roll this clip. I, I know you, you purchased your tickets and that's all fine and good, but this isn't like the other wrestling company we came from. This isn't an invisible wall right here. I could easily Ooh. step through. And I could easily come up there and we can fight right here and right now. Did you know that when two things are happening in the same building, you can have things happen in that building? Really? Yeah. <gasps> so exciting. You know who used to know that? Who probably still does? Who's that? Paul Heyman. Aw, he's he, a guy. He knew He's that. too busy writing Cook storylines. Do they want me to come over and fuck their women in front of them? Because I'm starting to feel like Maybe. they want me to come over and fuck their women in front of them. Maybe. I'm it getting that It's starting feeling. to feel like that, isn't it? Yeah. Call me, anyway. call me Paul. I'll fuck your wife. Um, <laughs> so obviously that was um, a minor jab against WWE. Was it so small that it didn't bug you? Or does it just kind of feel like part of the back and forth they've been engaging I was in? into it. It made sense to me. It didn't feel like... It also didn't really feel like attacking WWE. It was just calling out one element of their storylines. I don't... It's like this is... The rules, the world, the world building of WWE. We're, we're just acknowledging that our world building is different. It they, didn't really feel like a jab. They know we like the drama. Yeah, exactly. Like, everybody's like, boo. And I am too. a messy bitch. They're all messy bitches messy who live bitches for drama. Messy bitches who live for drama. That's what we like. That's why we like wrestling, because we're messy bitches, <clears throat> because we're messy bitches who live for drama. Yep. And in very rare occasions on reality TV, we get two people slapping it up. But I'm in just, wrestling, I it's always guaranteed absolutely. to end in a fight. And that's what the fuck we want. I'm just very certain that Brandy watches Jeffree Star videos. You know, like I'm just, she's definitely watching oh, Tati. For sure. She's involved. She's, she knows. She's, she's she knows. a wag. Yes, she's a wag. She's a wag. So they're very aware of when messy bitch drama works. I didn't feel like this was a, a an aggressive swipe. It didn't make me think less of them. I'm like, oh, they're just acknowledging that their rules and world building is different. And yeah superior uh so i was fine with it and also it doesn't like look there's a very big difference between the dirty 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 shit that people were doing during the monday night wars yeah. and like a light jab obviously when you have a performer on twitter boasting about how much money they make compared to someone else yes. that's kind of great that's tacky, tacky and i don't like and it. don't talk shit about bailey don't talk shit about individual performers yes. versus your company. That's tacky. I don't like that. But I am very yeah, fine it, with you calling out inconsistencies or things that don't make sense in world building and ruling. Right. So, and I'm always like, fine. I'm a, I'm a, you know, my my way of doing comedy has always been that you punch, you don't punch down, you punch up. Yes. AEW is still punching down, and so it still feels weird 
where this when this billion dollar company with billion dollar deals punches down at AEW, it feels weird. AEW is getting to the point now where it's starting to maybe not be so much that, but until and, and Tony Khan has a lot of money. If yeah. WWE wants to make fun of Tony Khan, Tony Khan has more money than Everyone that is currently in this building, and I'm not talking about Max Fun, I'm talking about the huge <laughs> building that we record in. Yeah. They have, Tony Khan has more money than any of us, not only obviously will make in our lifetimes, would be able to spend yeah. in our lifetimes. And I'm so good at spending I money. am so good at spending other people's money. If Tony Khan was like, here's all of my money, spend it, there's only so many planes you could buy. Yeah. And I was still, I would never be able I to mean, spend I mean, if we were money. in a Brewster's Million situation, with Tony Khan, we might struggle. We would struggle. Yeah. And so if they want to make fun of Tony Khan, fucking have Go at it. Go for it. Because he's, you know, he's also like not perfect. Yeah. Um, billionaires making fun of billionaires. What? Yeah, like I'm totally okay with that. You guys take each other out. Uh, <laughs> while we come for the means of production. Watch the Russells. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I loved it as part of the storyline. The storming the box, may it's going to be in my top 10 moments of the year, I think. With the scarf? With the scarf? When he wrapped his hand in the scarf? I And then they have the Nightmare family. They come together. They have that fight with the inner circle. Oh, God. My Uh, Halloween costume will just be me in a three-piece suit with a Burberry scarf wrapped around my fist. That's all I want to do for Halloween. That scarf is so over. I remember everyone in college (laughs) having that scarf, and that was too many years ago. In England, it was such a joke because it was such a chav thing. It was a really tacky chav thing to have in England. Um, So chavs, for those that don't know, Mm. are England's wiggers. Continue. Okay. Yeah, we don't care for chav. Uh, (laughs) But it was like a really chavy thing to have the Burberry scarf. So it's kind of a weird weird flex for English wrestlers who are like huh it's <laughs> a good thing um, but when Cody wrapped the scarf around his hand I was like oh give me this forever yeah give me this forever it was such a great moment it was like MJF saying punch it with my heart Ugh. punch the window with my face Cody <sighs> I did it with the scarf I, I loved it it was so beautiful it was such a great moment um, okay so we're on to the third tag match the Young Bucks beat the best friends it is. They're another one. Like it, it there was time yeah, for them to get time like, a good get a win. win. The best friends. Uh, they're over in my heart yes. forever. Yes. Yes, forever. Forever, forever, forever. and ever. Forever, ever. Um, Britt Baker got a win against Jamie Hayter. Still now. I I I like Britt. I'm not sure why Britt had the only women's match on TV this week when she's she lost. The only one they're pushing, even yeah. though they have. An when Iowa she road. just lost to Rio, they have a champion, and yet they give the the showcase match to the woman who lost that match last week. And I know they were in Pittsburgh and I know, again, this is a subtle acknowledgement to like they had her win in her hometown, which mm. is not the done thing at other places where people used to work. Um, I, 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 I've, again, I found out that I found my line in the sand for the women's treatment on well, yeah. AEW. And it is it, just like, hey, how about as a white a blonde woman, show. how about we see fewer white blonde women? Uh, I don't know if you <laughs> saw the women's match, the four-way on uh, Dark. Um, I did, yeah. Yeah, so we had Ali, I'm going to forget everyone's name. So Ali, Penelope Ford, um, the English lady whose name I've forgotten. And uh, uh, Sakura, and it's like four white blonde chicks who have been to the same hairdresser, they have the same highlights, uh, and then Emi Sakura. And there was a moment at the end where when Sakura won, 
And JR said on commentary, like, oh, I was wrong. The blonde didn't win. And I know it was a joke, but I'm like, it's not really funny because, like, <laughs> you got a lot of blondes. Uh, and I know he and made JR, the joke. you could maybe do something. Yeah, he to... made the joke in a different way. And I'm like, I, I mean, it's like saying, oh, I want to see people on TV that look like me, but I'd like to see fewer people on TV that look like me. <laughs> so I'm like, Kelp, uh, I love you and your face and your everything is perfect, but there, there's a lot of you on the there's TV. There's a whole bunch of blonde white women on AW, and it is starting to get frustrating. And I'm gonna need a storyline, and I'm gonna need that storyline not to be. Brandy's next because while Brandy looks different, I don't see Brandy earning that opportunity. I uh, I love Brandy. I think that she's great. I think that she has power, and she is one where if she wasn't, mm, ooh, how's a delicate way to it's say this? It's a really difficult if topic. She's not. Uh, fuck it. She's not a great wrestler. No, she's, she's not, not. good and. I, I do see that she's getting better, and she did have that tweet where she was like, I'm going to not be on the sidelines so much. I'm going to really focus yeah, on my wrestling. Yeah, she said, I'm not going to accompany Cody to the ring anymore. And I think that's great. And yeah. I think that if she focuses on the wrestling, she could be really good. She has all the tools. She has everything that she needs. She is not good enough yet. And in anyone else's company, if Cody wasn't there and they weren't a package deal, yeah. she would not. No. She would be an announcer. Yeah. She I would just be don't doing backstage think... interviews. Yeah. Like that's one of those things in WWE was like, no, that's exactly where she goes. And I do she's very, very smart. She studied a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's super um, smart. But we want really wrestlers kind to and generous and smart and interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, been great. We we've had interactions with Brandy. I've had interactions with Brandy. She's been very Oh no, cool. I love her. I think that she's lovely. Um, and great. I just don't think she's incredible in the ring from her objective perspective. Mm -hmm. And if that's the direction they're going with it, I'm like, I would actually love to see you improve your women's roster, the depth of it. It, improve your diversity in your women's roster. Have more than one match because you have two have hours. More than my one dudes. match and show me some storylines. Like maybe you need a women's tournament the way you had the tag team tournament because <laughs> you need to give me more. You need to give these women the storylines yes, they deserve. Absolutely. It can't just be like, here's Jamie Hayter. I'm like, oh my God, Jamie Hayter, she's incredible. She looks incredible. I'm super pumped to see her wrestle. And then like now she's gone. So is she coming back? Was it just a one-off? What's the plan? What are we doing? You have a big plan for everyone else. I've given you a month's slack to say, figure it out. But now I'm like, where are my women's storylines, my women's matches? And I want to see a spotlight on the roster. It's time. If you're going to be different, it's time. Because at the minute, you're different in the women's division by being not as good. And that's a bummer. That's a huge bummer. That is a bummer. Finally, we had our first time limit draw of AEW television. Moxley and Pac did not determine a proper winner. Do you like the way that their program is going? Or? I'm fine with... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down for the program. I'm happy with the program because I want to see these two keep going. Because mm -hmm. love me some Pac and... God knows, turn all turned around on John Moxley. Uh, hated Dean Ambrose, love some Mox. Um, I'm I'm fine with a draw. Like I watch New Japan, so I've seen a bunch. Yeah, I don't of mind a draw at all. Uh, I know a lot of people were unhappy, and there was booing at the end of the match. But I don't think it was we hate you. It was just like what we want an end, and then they cheered when Dean. But be, we um, didn't have dirty deeds, the other thing. Review going on. Yeah. Like, there will be a definitive act. Like, exactly. End I to think this so. I'm fine with it. I'm enjoying it. It's watching two really great people do the thing that they do that they love to do. Absolutely. In a forum where they love to do it. 
um, instead of watching them do it in a forum where they're doing it grudgingly. So I'm pumped for it. I'm excited to see another match. I didn't want to see it end. I'd rather have a time limit draw than a screwy ending. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. I'm I'm good. I'm good with it. Oh, one last thing we didn't talk about last week. Nikki Cross is the new number one contender for the SmackDown Women's title. Is she the right person to go up against Bailey? Sure. In that anyone is right now? I don't I don't know. I mean New New Heel Bailey is like I don't I don't want it to be another one of those storylines where it's just four horsewomen fighting four yes, horsewomen. We, exactly. we have to start bringing the other one. Yeah, in. and I'm super pumped for Evil Pam. We all know this. I've been very down for Evil Bailey. Um, I'm not really watching a ton of Raw and SmackDown. I'm watching the women's matches. And I watch the women's it. matches. Yep, and then if someone tells me that something interesting happens, I'll either then I'll go back and I'll check go it back out. and watch it because I'm still supporting. Like we said, supporting my. Friends, <laughs> by friends, I mean people I like to watch through the television, mm-hmm. like on my stories, not my actual friends. <laughs> Although, I mean, I'm around, guys. Uh, we can hang out. Yeah, like just give me a call. Yeah, um, me. I probably follow you. <laughs> it's like almost done. Um, I don't know where the storyline goes exactly. I want them to get it right. I don't want them to rush into a Sasha versus Bailey thing. I think they should stay as snide best friends who are just like mm, we have the belt me no I love that but forever I just heels heels used to have besties yeah I like when heels have besties yeah but WWE doesn't know how to write women and they think we all hate each other so if one oh, person has it oh she's jealous of her yeah she has to turn on her cat fight yeah that's the only storyline they know so it makes me anxious I don't know I don't think she's gonna drop it to Nikki Cross so I kind of feel like Nikki Cross is being ember mooned into the situation where I'm like oh she's good though but she's great though I do think that she would be okay eating this loss yeah like I do she just Um, came off a tag team championship so you know it's fine I don't know what the storyline I don't know what the path is if it's not Nikki I don't know who it is I don't really know what they're doing so I'm not against it I just don't it's a match where I don't see anything interesting happening I just see a potentially great match because I think they're potential they're both very capable of putting on a great match. Absolutely. I've seen Nikki live and she's bonkers. She's so good when you let her be. And I I do think that she has not wrestled to the top of her potential. No, she is not. And I think she and Bailey really could pull out something special. Uh, Let's get some NXT energy back in that ring. Uh, So that could be great. I'm pumped to see the match. I just don't know where it goes. I agree. All right. Let us know if you agree or your thoughts about everything we discussed. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in the show notes. When we come back, we've got some things from the wrestling world that you should know about that we loved. Uh, That's up next on Tights and Fights. Going into a Bullseye interview, I know that it's somebody who does amazing work but it's it's an actual conversation and you know sometimes it gets real no but my mother i remember my i remember when i got (laughs) this is going to become a therapy session very quickly does that make sense i feel like i'm in therapy that was a great interview bullseye creators you know creators you need to know find it at maximumfun.org or wherever you get podcasts Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by... Lindsay Cal. This week, we're going to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. (laughs) 
Give it to me, Kelk. I am putting over Kana-chan TV. Oh, I love it so much. I just hope that this is not new news to anybody and that everyone's saying, Lindsay, we're already subscribed to Kana-chan TV. We've already spent nine minutes of our life watching Oscar cut up a cabbage on some dubious-looking Japanese technology. But, oh my God, it's just so glorious. I It makes me so happy. It's just Oscar's YouTube channel. Sometimes she's gaming. Sometimes she's taking us on adventures Sometimes she makes soup. Sometimes she makes soup. Sometimes she camps in her backyard for her birthday on her own. And it's just like a, co- a yard. It's just a concrete yard. But she had a pop-up tent and a little barbecue, a little Japanese barbecue, and she made herself some meat. It looked delicious. Took a while. But, I mean, we were all there with her. Yeah, I don't, look, uh, Asuka slash Kana can do, she literally, do whatever you want. read the fucking phone book. Yep. Or you don't, do... just look at it and shout piece of cake, which is like her favorite <laughs> thing to do. Um, <laughs> easy peasy or piece of cake. And it just, oh, she's the best. Oh, she has my Pure whole heart. Joy. She has my entire heart. Yeah. I love Oscar. I only want the best for Oscar. And I you are not ready for Kanachan TV. That should be the new yes. that should be her new thing. It's, it's just, so great. For me, where it comes from is that someone someone so savage and so strong style being so incredibly like cute and yep. vulnerable. Pure of heart and just joyous and wanting to share happy things with people who love she her. She could kick the face off of my face, but she also it just spends a lot of time spiralizing cabbage. Yeah. Like, come on. And I mean, she has to get the stick through the cabbage, then she has to turn the cabbage over. We watch her work through problem solving issues. That it's just nine minutes of your life you won't regret. Um, go do that. It's beautiful. It will, if nothing else, um, it will help you fall asleep and and just feel wonderful because it's so calming. Yeah. And amazing. It puts a calm through your body. Um, since it is just me and Kelk today, Julian gets to put something over. What? Oh God, I'm gonna put over Dayquil after this great week. Thank you. Julian is Julian is sick, and the fire is not helping. Yeah. Uh, but. One thing that has been helping, uh, there's somebody by the name, he went viral a couple of weeks ago, so I wouldn't be surprised if people have already seen his work, but his name is Big Game Leroy, also known as Leroy Green. His whole gimmick is that uh, he plays his Nintendo Switch while he's wrestling, so like he'll take a Hurricane (laughs) Rana and he'll keep playing the game and he'll just land and be in a seated position and keep playing the game the whole time. It's really, really entertaining stuff. I am worried about that What if that he breaks switch. it? Is it insured? Oh, well, then he has to buy another switch. He, he um, can claim it as a dependent. That's okay. true. Okay, so I'm going to start with a berry. Not a put over, a berry. I, which I don't think we've ever done in the history of the show. <laughs> I am burying something. I am burying, burying, burying Jordan Miles, that shirt the WWE put up. Thank you. Do not fucking talk to me. Nope. About, no, and no. I'm going to put something over like right after this. I, we're going to end on something positive. Do not fucking talk to me about how the shirt was like a mistake and like, oh, he knew about the shirt and he approved it. No, no, no. It doesn't fucking matter. No. That shirt is straight up blackface, my dudes. And yep. if you don't get why, don't at me at Google. Yeah. Look at Google and see what it looks like. Look at the uh, uh, the movie, the Spike Lee. It's not a good movie, but it's an informative movie, Bamboozled by Spike Lee. Go Google what blackface looks like. Yeah. 
It's no one's responsibility to educate everyone on what blackface is. That is that's bl- on on everyone to know trips, what blackface trips looks being like. Being like, oh, I need that more toothy, more toothy, or whatever. Ooh. No, no, Papa and, Hunter, and, no, and Road Dog, like as as the 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 exchange and some of the receipts said, Road Dog was like, can we make the background gray? Road Dog, no, no. No, you know. it doesn't. Yeah, no, it, just, uh, uh, uh. it was that there were a lot of people that took a bad, that had a bad look on and that I just, their day. And this is a place where Triple H has done blackface. This is a place where Triple H, when Mark Henry came out, did like a fucking gorilla impersonation. Like, come on, you guys. No, it's not okay. It was just, uh, it was deeply, deeply, and not addressed well, not dealt with well, not acknowledged properly. The whole thing. The whole thing. Trash, trash, trashity, trash, trash. All right, but here is something that is amazing and awesome and that I loved. In AEW, you know, they do dark and they do the dark matches and they put them up on YouTube. (sighs) Dustin Rhodes and Sonny Kiss teamed up. People on the internet were calling it Kiss from a Rhodes. It is the best thing in the entire... Get those people in your rooms. Put those people in your rooms. It's so beautiful, especially because, like, back in the day, obviously, like, uh, the Goldust character was kind of a gay panic character. Dustin has completely turned a 180... Dustin has uh, a member of his family, I believe it's his granddaughter, who is trans. And so he he is all in on boosting LBGT voices, LBGTQA+, sorry, um, voices. He is all about getting that out. And him working with Sunny Kiss. Joy. Just not, joy. Not only just a joy from that perspective, but also Sunny is good. Sunny earned coming out with a veteran. Yeah. To the ring. He earned that. Him and his... Sorry, I was going to talk about his butt. That's not appropriate. You say it's not appropriate, but he... like It's like saying we're not going to talk about Finn's dick, you know? He's putting it front and center. He's showing us that butt. Oh, and it's such a good butt. I we think have as long as we are appreciating and acknowledging the work he's put into oh, that butt, so I don't f- think... It, we're not objectifying oh, I don't the know. See, here's the thing. I don't know if that's squats or I don't know if that's... That, that might be hereditary because that... Oof. Matching outfits! Just so beautiful. Can we wear that for Halloween? Next year, because I'm poor. (laughs) Um, So I can't actually put together a wrestling outfit in the next 12 hours before I forgot. Because Halloween is tomorrow. Um, But yes, uh, I would absolutely do that. So yeah, that just kind of like warmed my heart and. Just so happy. Happy, happy. Imagine! So much wrestling joy. Again, and and most of the things, some of them we were genuinely bitching about, but a lot of this is just like nitpicky. Nitpicky. Just like we have to talk about wrestling and as like pop culture commentators, reviewers, whatever, we pick out things where it's like that didn't work as much for me. But most of this was us just being happy. I like that. And practically zero title tapping. We kept this very clean, Julian. Mm. 
mostly clean. I did offer to fuck Paul Heyman's you wife. You did offer to fuck I Paul Heyman's wife. I did do that. I made so few references to Finn's dick, though, so I'm so proud mm, of us. We made a lot of references to Finn's dick. Some, only some. <laughs> Compared to what it could have been without the calming influence of Papa Hall, I'm really proud of us. That does it for this episode <laughs> of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts are Lindsay Kelk along with me, Danielle Radford. Kelk, Hello. talk about books. I have books. You can buy them. They're funny and lovely. Uh, I have a children's series called Cinders and Sparks. The first two are out. There's a talking dog. There's a talking bear in the second one as well. It's great. His name's Frank. Uh, and I have... <laughs> and then I have rom-coms uh, that you can also read. Uh, you can read One in a Million. That's that's a great book. It's a really good book. It's a really good book. Or you could treat yourself to the iHeart series, uh, which is also fabulous and available now. And it is available, like, you can watch it through your Prime reader. If you're one of those yeah. people that does Prime, you can watch it or read it. Watch it. I'm you know, person. you watch it with your eyes. You watch the letters <laughs> until they become words and the words become sentences. And, and the words become love. It's a movie in your head. And I don't know, gosh, I, I, Hal didn't give us anything to promote, so I don't have anything for him. But go to his uh, go to his uh, web, like, web stuffs. Yeah, check him out on the socials. Check him out on Twitter. I'm sure he has a show coming up. I'm sure he's doing other things. Go support Papa Hal. Mike also didn't give us anything, but... Um, but you can go support Mike on Patreon. Yeah, he has a new Patreon. Yes. You can support him on. A lot of people don't know. People think that Mike is signed to, like, a major label. He is not. He has his own label. He records in his home. Um, that is how he makes all the cool things happen. So not only does he have a Patreon, but if you subscribe, you can actually watch, I think it's a six-part series. Yes. Remember when Mike wrestled for realsies? Remember when Mike was a, when Mike did a Rana? Remember when Mike wrestled? <laughs> it a was amazing. With and, Mick Foley there? And crazy. And you can watch like a six-part docu-series about it. I'm assuming done by Video Dave or someone else. Um, you can watch a six-part docu-series about it if you go to his Patreon and you support him. Again, remember, he is really literally an indie rapper he is not signed by a major label his label the one that he is on is the label that he started for himself so go support mike eagle because mike eagle is amazing and you love him um he also did our theme music so we're definitely going to put him over for that our producer julian burrell <laughs> urges you to upload the best wwe 2k20 glitches you could find i didn't even get to that this episode senior producer at maximum fun is laura swisher Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of those links are in the show notes. If you love what we do, please remember to hit them five stars on Apple Podcasts. That shows that people appreciate the show. They like the show. That is how we can do things like get merch. We might actually get merch soon. Um, aside from like the pins that we get from the Max Fun Drive, like we might get merch. And the things that help are those five-star reviews, sharing us with your friends. Thank you so much to all of the Max Fund members who help get us those pins and help make the show possible. And we will be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.